Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Initialize sequence now. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Home to the world's largest medical center. Uh, the approach phase. Everything looking good. This is Your Health First, the most beneficial health program on radio with Dr. Joe Galati. During the next hour, you'll learn about health, wellness, and the prevention of disease. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Galati. Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Your radio is tuned in to Your Health First every Sunday between the hour of 7 and 8 p.m. We're here bringing everybody the best in health and wellness, making you better consumers of health care, teaching you how to become inspired, interested, and giving you the tools needed to take care of yourself. Health and wellness is what it is all about. And what we enjoy talking about is the notion that you have, all of you listening tonight, have far more control over your destiny, your health and wellness destiny, than you you may actually realize. And when you look back at yourself or people around you, there are things that you were doing, things that were happening to your body or things not happening to the body that may have been ignored or delayed in seeking action that ultimately, if you fast forward a week, a month, six months, a year, ultimately will cause some sort of harm in the form of illness, disease, many of which can be treated and reversed, but others are permanent. You know, that is the truth. There's many things out there that you have one chance to intervene early, and if not, you blow it. So our our goal here is for all of you to be attentive and learn and take interest. That's what this is all about, taking interest in your body. Our website is yourhealthfirst.com, yourhealthfirst.com. That says it all as far as what we are about. Go there and sign up for our newsletter. Peruse the site for topics we are talking about tonight. Everything we're talking about tonight is on the website. And there's Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, and did I say Facebook? Yes, YouTube. We have lots of YouTube videos for you guys to look at, share them. And if you have any digestive issues, liver, colon, stomach, texasliver.com. Texasliver.com is our liver disease and GI uh, gastrointestinal practice, texasliver.com. You can go there to be seen by one of our 
providers, me or Dr. Khan or one of our PAs or nurse practitioners, texasliver.com. All right, on the program tonight, in a little while, Mr. Kobe Tyner is going to be coming on. Kobe is going to be uh, talking about a personal health issue that we are going to address in the weeks to come. Stay tuned, especially if you are African-American. We want everybody else to stay tuned in, but if you are African-American, especially stay tuned in. All right. Well, the elections are over. We have a new president-elect, Donald Trump, and it has been a long, long campaign season. Many moments ugly, more ugly than I think we want to admit, and... My hope is that as a country, we are not too divided. I'm thinking that as time goes on, Thanksgiving is coming up, Christmas, the holidays, New Year's, uh, things will even out. But if you look at the election and you look at the different policies that were being, being put forth by Hillary Clinton and by Donald Trump, really in many cases, stark differences. But if you look at health care, the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, hopefully that term will go away. That never really was a good term. The truth of the matter is that it really never has worked or set out to do what it was supposed to do. Just two, three weeks before Election Day, Report comes out, premiums are going to go up. The cost to have health care goes up. And then you're paying all this money and the deductibles are sky high. That really does not make sense. And so while the concept of improved coverage, improved insurance uh, products is something that needs to be out there, this one, unfortunately, I do not believe was the, was the right solution. There has to be something better. There are a lot of smart people in healthcare, a lot of smart people in the finance world that can figure this out. I could only hope that uh, the next administration does something meaningful in, in this area. But I would say for sure the plan that is in play has to be changed uh, or uh, trouble is ahead. And uh, that is uh, that is a big problem. All right, when we come back, Kobe Tyner, a little later in the program, we're going to be touching on obesity, fatty liver, soft drinks, Coca-Cola. Should we be taxing it? Is that the problem of our obesity epidemic? We will... Talk about it when we come back. Hope you're having a great weekend and Sunday evening. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Yourhealthfirst.com is our website. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati. This is Your Health First every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. Don't forget, go to our website, yourhealthfirst.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Let me know what is on your mind. And, of course, if you have any digestive disorders, 
TexasLiver.com is the place to go. TexasLiver.com. I sure hope you're having a good Sunday evening, getting ready for work on Monday. All right, in the studio tonight, Kobe Tyner. He is the practice administrator for Liver Specialists of Texas. That is our day business, Monday through Friday, taking care of patients with liver disease, digestive disorders. And Kobe was kind enough to come in tonight, and we're going to be talking about him. And he is preparing in the weeks to come, several more weeks, I believe, for his first screening colonoscopy for colon cancer. Kobe, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. And you know what? It's been too long. I don't know. It's what's been like four weeks, something like that. I know. I know. It is is a phenomenon that people go through radio withdrawal. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's... It is a a whole separate syndrome. So uh, uh, you're not shaking. You look pretty calm tonight. So things are fine. So... We have, uh, over the years, and uh, certainly a little bit more recently, talked about colon cancer, colon cancer screening, and what are your thoughts? Now, being in healthcare, you you certainly are uh, privy to talking about it with patients and staff and whatnot, but now it's different. You are going to subject yourself to uh, an elective procedure. What, What is... (laughs) <laughs> going through your head. Well, listen, I mean, this is actually something that's kind of personal for me. Uh, you, you mind if I tell the story? Sure. Okay, sure, so, so, so basically around 2006-ish, I had uh, some complications. And basically, this was an issue where, you know, my wife came in, saw me on the floor on all fours, and I had this like unbearable pain in my left lower quadrant. Right. And, you know, she says, well, Kobe, this is not, um, this is not normal. Right. And, you know, I have to listen to my wife sometimes because, you know, she's a board certified OB. So she knows a little bit about Mm -hmm. medicine. So she rushes me to the emergency room. Long story short, uh, man, I had diverticulitis. And uh-huh. I, I, I didn't know what the hell, so you don't mind me saying that, <laughs> what diverticulitis was. All right. And uh, it just so happens that my colon, I guess, had a little hole in it. It perforated. Right. Yeah. Right? So anyway, they rushed me into, you know, the ER for emergency surgery. Right. And I go through this deal. And it was an issue where, you know, it was basically a wake-up call regarding, you know, you know, eating better. Now, look, I'm still not where I should be. Right, but would you say going back six, well, it, it was 2006? It's yeah, almost so, 10 years. So, so 10 years. I yeah. mean, how you were um, a 10-year younger guy at that point. I mean, how, how well or how poorly were you eating? Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's safe to say that I was eating really poorly. You know, right. and I was just eating what I was wanting to do. You know, whatever a, a mid thirty ish guy is eating, that was me. Right. And uh, you know, I wasn't sensitive to uh, diet or you know eating the right things. Whether it's you know a lot of vegetables, you you know you kind kind of preach on that a lot. Right. I and, just wasn't doing it. That's right. All, that's and all I right. mean, looking back, you uh, you woke up one day and had this horrible pain. But so many people. Patients listening tonight, even sure, I would guess to say you probably deep 
deep down inside had symptoms going back a week, a month, six months, and maybe you just ignored it. Yeah, I mean, that that's absolutely true. I mean... The, the the dull pain, if I had to, had right. to you know, kind of classify, was always there. You know, I, I, I could, I mean, in fact, I don't really remember a time when I didn't have that dull pain. Right. You know? So anyway, yeah, I mean, to your point, yeah, the symptoms were, were there. It just, it manifested itself in, in 2006. Right. So colonoscopy is uh, really, in your particular point, the, the unique part of all this for you is, the screening typically starts at 50 years old, but African Americans need to start at around 45, and that is where you really are sort of fitting into. So we have said this before, and, and this is almost a battle cry for everybody listening tonight uh, to share with your family or friends or coworkers the the need to get screened for colon cancer, especially in the African American population where the screening rates are embarrassingly low. Yeah. Do, do you mind if I interject one thing? Absolutely. So, so you know, again, something that's personal for me. You know, I have plenty of family members that kind of, kind of, you know, they listen to the radio show, they listen to you, they enjoy you. But in addition to that, they they have some some fears. Uh, you know, and and if you if you know your history, right. you know, sometimes it's. It's founded fears regarding, you know, um, you know, medical issues in African-Americans. Right. Um, so, you know, whether it's my mom or, you know, my, my father-in-law or, you know, whoever is, is in play, they just don't, you know, they're scared as to what might be found. They're going through the process. And I think that I owe it to, you know, some of your listeners to go through the process myself willingly so, you know, they can... Uh, that fear can kind of be alleviated, right? And that, and and what I would question is it is it something unique to one group or another? No, 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 no. I, no, no, no. I, but, I, I think it's universal. I, I really do believe the fear is universal. But with African Americans, I think that it might be this added, you know, concern that they might have. So. You've you've been kind enough in in the days and weeks to come. I think you are going to uh, chronicle your procedure and the prep. And uh, uh, you know there is nothing better than trying to uh, alleviate fear, concern, anxiety than to look at somebody else and said, "Well, how he did it? He's still standing. Uh, it was not bad. You're a credible person. You're." <laughs> 92% of the time. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and so they that's could fine. they could I'll look they could look to you to say, "Hey, maybe I'm like him or I've got the same thoughts in my head as as you may have had." Uh, and you know what? You're you're going to be okay. Well, I, I certainly appreciate that. So from A to Z. So my plan, you know, just as long as you feel comfortable with it is to basically, you know, you know, do a summation of the prep, you know, how was that experience? You know, how was the uh, procedure itself? Uh, right. Yeah, I'm going to do everything from, from beginning to end. And right. I'll write a blog on this and maybe you can post it on, right. on, on the site. And uh, so the, 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 the listeners will be able to, yeah. you know, have a good idea. I, I mean, before we get into it, do you have any preconceived uh, ideas on, what we can do 
to increase the screening rates because in most cases most cases uh and and this this is always sort of injected in the conversation and i'm not denying it is you know access to care sure but that doesn't account for all of it but for those and that's a separate issue yeah uh, but for those that have access meaning the means you have transportation you have the wherewithal to to follow up with your doctor insurance etc what advice would you give people now albeit you haven't gone through it yet but just sort of this gestalt of kobe tyner uh man on the street well i mean honestly i don't have have a a a good answer for that right because this is more of an issue of of education and people being comfortable with with going through the process there's a lot of things in my opinion that kind of stand in the way of people having having screenings one as we've already talked about is fear uh second is you know education and one thing i can say that is you know why I'm so excited as far as going through this process with you is that I know that you are an advocate for uh, health and wellness for all of your listeners. Right. I see it every single day. So yeah. for me, I have an advantage. You know, right. I mean, you would agree with me, right? Oh yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so because of that, it's it's easier for me to to go through the process because hell, my boss is going to be doing this for me. Right. So uh, how many how many pay, uh, employees out there have their boss <laughs> doing a colonoscopy? Well, I, I, uh, guarantee, I guarantee it's not it's not many. But anyway, yeah. you know, it's, it's more of an issue of education and getting people to feel more comfortable. And right. that's that's the goal here. Yeah. I would say last point before we uh, take a break here. You talked about screening in general. Uh, I think we should uh, have on the program the other Dr. Tyner. Oh, man, that would be uh, awesome. Dr. Kim Tyner with Calvary Medical Clinic, OBGYN. And uh, if, if that is a specialty that is not heavily weighted on screening and awareness sure, sure. Uh, for her to come on in the next few weeks to say, okay, from your perch, what is going on with pap smear yeah. uh, screening, uh, GYN health and screening, mammogram and, and screening, uh, be it in African-American, be it in white, Asian, Hispanic, all comers. And so uh, I would think uh, if you could uh, put in a good word for Dr. Kim Tyner <laughs> sure. of the sure. Calvary Medical Clinic, uh, that would be uh, excellent. All right, Kobe, uh, as always, you are a breath of fresh air. Thank you. And uh, Thank you. try to... Uh, enlighten our listeners here that's what it's all about all right i'm dr joe galati every sunday between 7 and 8 p.m we are here making you better consumers of health care stay tuned i'll be right back Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati, every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m.
think this song is from somewhere around 1978. If anybody wants to reference that, go to yourhealthfirst.com and send me an email. I feel love. Is this Donna Donna Summers? I don't know. I remember when it was popular, but uh, I don't know. Sounds good on the radio tonight. All right, yourhealthfirst.com is our website. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Every Sunday, I hope that you are all here between 7 and 8 p.m. Make sure you go to the website, yourhealthfirst.com, sign up for a newsletter. Let me know anything that is on your mind regarding health and wellness. And the articles we're going to chat about right now, we post them on the Facebook page. So you go to yourhealthfirst.com. There's an icon that says Facebook. Click it. You will see them posted there. Like them, share them, print them out, comment on them. It is all there. So the first article... And this struck me a little bit by surprise. And actually, with uh, Kobe Tyner, just a few minutes ago when he was on telling us about his diverticulitis, I just remember Gilda Radna from Saturday Night Live. Roseanne Rosanna Dana talked about diverticulitis all the time. Anyway, new article having to do with constipation is tied to higher risk for renal disease, kidney disease. i got to get my kidney doctors back on here. So what they're saying is that severe constipation was associated with a higher risk for both chronic kidney disease and kidney failure. Now, those are pretty powerful things. You don't want chronic kidney disease or kidney failure to end up on dialysis because you're constipated. This is actually the first time I'm seeing this. Highlighting the importance of the constipation diagnosis and management, according to a nationwide study done in U.S. veterans. So this was a retrospective study with 3.5 million veterans. Those with constipation had a 13% higher likelihood of developing chronic kidney disease and a 9% higher likelihood of developing kidney failure compared to those without constipation. So what the article is trying to link is the gut, your colon function, and the kidneys, and how this might be involved in the pathogenesis of of kidney disease progression. So they come up with a few ideas here. What they're saying is that when you are constipated and you have the stool sitting in your colon and it's not moving through the way it should, somehow... The microbiome, the bacteria in your gut, triggering inflammation, and we do know that there is a connection between the bacteria gut, the microbiome, and cardiovascular disease. So now they're they're making the leap to say that not only is your heart at risk, but now your kidneys are at risk. And so... This, this can lead off into a number of different conversations for us right now about constipation and, uh, you know, who wants to really worry about constipation and the constipation market from a sales standpoint of all these laxatives is in the billions of dollars. And so the, the, the take home here tonight is if you are an adult that is suffering from chronic constipation, number one, take a look at your diet. Number two, you may want to try over-the-counter laxatives. 
to try to get things going. They come in many different forms, things like Miralax, uh, Metamucil, Citrusel, uh, uh, fiber, bulk-forming type uh, laxatives. There's Senecot, various sort of stimulants to get your, your colon going, making sure you're well hydrated. But if you have abdominal pain, weight loss, blood in your stool, or you're at risk for colon cancer, do not continue to just take laxatives. You need to be seen by your doctor and be investigated in one of a handful of, of different ways. So that would, that would be the take-home. The message, a lot of people have constipation. The majority are going to be relieved with over-the-counter and dietary uh, changes. But if not, you are at risk for other potential complications. Here's an interesting article about breast cancer. And the article here is saying around one in six women eventually diagnosed with breast cancer initially go to their doctor with a symptom other than a lump, according to a new study conducted in England. Women who have a symptom of breast cancer other than lumps are also more likely to wait to see the doctor compared to a woman who does have a lump. So I would say having a lump in your breast is a giant red flag, and most physicians are going to absolutely jump on that patient and get them in right away. You call up and say, hey, hey, it's Mary, and I have a lump in my breast, which is new. Hey, come tomorrow. The doctor will see you. But if you come in with other complaints, there is a chance there is a chance that you're going to wait longer. And who, who wants to wait? So this was a study that was done over in England. They looked at about 3,200 women diagnosed with breast cancer between 2009 and 2010. In total, 83% of the women had a breast lump, the most well-known symptom of breast cancer. 7% had nipple abnormalities. 6% had breast pain. 2% had some sort of breast skin abnormality. And 1% had a breast ulceration. All right? So there are these other associated symptoms that you have to alert your physician to say, this is new, I am concerned, not take no for an answer, and get in right away. And so don't delay. They also said a small number of women had Symptoms that weren't related to the breast itself. One had a lump in the armpit. 1% experienced back pain. Less than 1% experienced muscle pain or breathlessness. And so, again, vast majority are going to have a palpable lump that you could feel, but you know, somewhere around 10-15% are going to have other issues. But nonetheless, that should not deter you from getting in promptly to see your doctor. New study, HIV test on a USB stick could be the start of consumer revolution in disease monitoring. So what they're saying is, and this is uh, the Imperial College London and DNA Electronics. So it's a partner between academics and industry. They've got this new gadget that looks like a USB thumb drive or a jump drive, where you're able to take a drop of blood 
put it onto this memory stick. And for the HIV patient, it's able to measure whether or not you have active virus or a viral load for HIV in that sample of blood. You could then upload it onto your laptop. So what they're saying is this kind of technology where they're actually looking at the DNA of your blood for viruses besides HIV, they're even looking at resistance to antibiotics. Somehow this will give you real-time monitoring and to empower the consumer. Well, isn't that what we're doing here? We're empowering you to be better consumers. I did say that before I read the article at the beginning of the program. So anyway, so this is another leap in technology. We have to see that it is available. Is it accurate? Is it cost-effective? And really, does this kind of technology change the outcome of a certain disease. And so for something like HIV, where you are having your viral load measured on a somewhat regular basis, this may really be quite important. I guess other diseases that you could measure in real time and keep track of would be fine as well. I'm sure somewhere along the line, somebody is going to say, Is it HIPAA compliant? Is my thumb drive going to be stolen and all my HIV readings are going to be stolen and put on the internet or WikiLeaks is going to get it? I don't know, but I'm all in favor of gadgets and new technology. I think that is very important. Another article about the flu, the influenza, and let me alert everybody. I had a conversation with a a patient just a few days ago, recommended, hey, you've got liver disease. You need to get vaccinated for influenza. Common thing, Dr. Galati, I don't believe in it. The mercury, I don't want to give it to my kid. They may get autism. That whole story has been researched to death. The National Academy of Science has come out several years ago, multiple times. There's no connection between vaccines and autism. And as you could see, different parts of the U.S., there are some diseases that we thought were all but extinct coming back because people are not vaccinating themselves. So anyway, with uh, so the bottom line is go get your flu vaccine tomorrow on Monday morning. So what they're saying here is uh, depending if you were previously exposed to the influenza virus, earlier in your life, that may be protective for the influenza now. And we do know that from an immunologic standpoint, it does have memory. Your immune system has memory to prior exposures to different viruses and bacteria. And this memory can be woken up if you are exposed to the current influenza, which would then negate or mitigate the influenza this season. So interesting article to look at, but I would look at it more as a very good excuse to go out and uh, get you know vaccinated for yourself this year. All right, final segment coming up, Dr. Joe Galati. TexasLiver.com is our liver and digestive practice. 713-794-0700 is the phone number for there. It's all posted on uh, the website and yourhealthfirst.com is our radio website. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Banana 
Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati, final segment of this week's Your Health First. Yourhealthfirst.com is our website. Don't forget, texasliver.com. For any digestive issues. You know, we talk about the music we play on the program here, and it was about two weeks ago, somebody sent me an email wondering where a particular piece of music was found, what album. So this is sort of an obscure song, but if you know what album this is from, send me an email, go to yourhealthfirst.com. You probably have to know it. Or who the group is. All right. All right, final segment. We've got a few minutes here. I want to thank Kobe Tyner again for coming on. And uh, he will be uh, keeping track of his colonoscopy experience. And, of course, uh, this has been done many times by different people, and Katie Couric really was probably the first person, and I would say single-handedly she's done more for colonoscopy awareness and logging uh, logging your personal journey on this than anybody. I think she was the first one that actually had it recorded live on TV, which grossed everybody out, but now you could go on YouTube and type in personal colonoscopy story, and, and, and YouTube is flooded with videos of people uh, having uh, their colonoscopy recorded. Now, of course, with us, it's going to be done in a super professional way, tasteful, educational, and inspiring. So stay tuned for stay tuned for that. All right, so I came across a new patient, and I not that I hesitate to talk about uh, patients. I'm not going to give you their name, their gender, where they're from, their race, ethnicity, their religion, but and you know, but but it's very illustrative for all of you to learn from others, which is what I do. It is the practice of medicine. You are practicing. You are seeing one patient, and you learn to change things or adjust things. Your approach. Based on who you see, this is it. It is, it is uh, both art and science. And so this uh, particular patient uh, came in, had some problems related to their liver, gender neutral, their liver, and they had a fatty liver, problems with diabetes, problems with obesity. And as I've said so many times, you learn so much so much by taking a diet history. A good old-fashioned roll up your sleeve, sharpen your pencil, sit down with the patient and tell me what did you eat today or yesterday or last week or what are you probably going to eat tonight? Where are you going to eat tonight? So the shocker here is that this particular individual has an addiction to Coca-Cola. And their particular vice is a 12-pack of Coke per day. And so doing the math, let's just go through it. 
the number of calories in 12 Cokes, not diet, full strength, 2,280 calories per day. Now, that is more than enough if this person fasted the entire remainder of the day. 2,200 calories per day. Obviously, you're going to gain weight and become fat. Carbohydrates. 625 grams of carbohydrate every day. You are going to have 220 grams of sugar per day. You are on a metabolic train going over the cliff with this. And if this person does just one thing, stop the Cokes, the soft drinks, this person will lose weight. Their fatty liver will improve. They will feel better. Their risk of heart disease, cancer will go down dramatically. And so I don't know what to say. This is a self-inflicted wound that this poor person has. We'll get them through it, but keep in mind. Now, along those lines, New York Times posted on Facebook page of Your Health First, Anahad O'Connor. He's been a contributor on Your Health First in the past. UCCF, UCSF, University of California, San Francisco, 24,000 employees on a very sprawling, beautiful campus. What they did last year, they removed all sugar-sweetened beverages from every store, food truck, and vending machine on campus. They went rogue on this. And what they are trying to do is eliminate sugar. They have a research program where they are tracking their employees for various blood studies probably looking at their sugar and cholesterol and various inflammatory markers. And they are going to report on this in the next year or so. I think it's fantastic. The other point, and this is where I'd like to you know, see what you guys are thinking. Three cities in Northern California and one in Colorado voted on whether or not a soft drink tax should be put into play. Now, some people are saying... This affects the poor. How on earth does this affect the poor? Because their soda is too expensive? The poor are disproportionately saddled with obesity, diabetes, kidney disease, and heart disease. I think there should be a tax. But then again, the opposite side of this story is self-determination. And so the hope is that by on, on the UCSF campus... By eliminating all of the soda sugary drinks, people will be drinking water, which will be far better for you. So yet again, another debate that we have to iron out here. And uh, those of us on Your Health First will try to work it out. All right. Go to our website, yourhealthfirst.com, texasliver.com for our liver and digestive website. I'll be here next Sunday night at 7 o'clock, of course. I hope you have a great week. Think about your health. Really, really be honest with yourself and take inventory and stock on what you're eating, what you're doing, or you're taking care of yourself. All right. Take care. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Next Sunday night. 
You've been listening to Your Health First with Dr. Joe Galati. For more information on this program or the content of this program, go to yourhealthfirst.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.